Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Good evening and welcome to the Anwa at Home Experience. This experience has been specially designed with you in mind your safety in mind so that you can build with your bubble, but yet continue to have the community and the fellowship around the word. And so I hope that you are in the comfort of your own home, a park, a beach, whatever setting that you find comfortable and you are ready to build together. I have a few things for you before we get started. I want for you to drop in the chat exactly where are you joining us from? What city are you in? What's your group? Some of y'all named y'all group last week. I want to know exactly where people are experiencing Anwa at home. One more thing, guys. Be sure to share this experience. We are going to be together for a short period of time, and I don't want for your friends and family to miss a bit of it. So share, drop where you're watching from, and let's jump into the word. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to join together today. We thank you for your word and we thank you that you have given us instructions for life and everything pertaining to godliness. And now we ask that as we spend this time around your word, you give us revelation, you give us encouragement, and you give us hope to live life in the abundant way that you have promised us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's do this, guys. Let's jump in to week two of the essential series. Turn to James 1, 23. James 1 and 23 reads, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So what we're really looking at is two different examples here in this series of verses. One person who's a hearer, one person who's a doer. Understand what James is saying. The way we do that is we've got to look in context. Now, when you think of a mirror, you're thinking clear mirror, walk up to the mirror, you know, it may have a little stain on it, depending on how much you splash when you're in the bathroom. But you're basically looking at a really clear image in a mirror. But think about contextually when James is talking about a mirror. That's not the kind of mirrors that they had. They had mirrors that really were a reflection in metal. Metal that had been hammered out and had to be polished really, really well in order for them to be able to see their image in the actual mirror. So it's not even the simplicity of walking up to a mirror, but it's the complexity of actually walking up to a mirror and having to actually study your image. So it's not just like walking by, okay, I got a clear picture. This is somebody who walked to the mirror, studied their image, looked through all that hammering of the metal, the brass, whatever it is, and <laughs> polished it, and they still forgot what they saw, a hearer. It's like a man who examines himself and does all of this. They see their blemishes, they see their flaws, they see their imperfections, 
And instead of fixing those things, they simply continue as they were. And then we see the contrast of a doer. You look at the doer and in verse 25, we get that opposite example of the person who doesn't just hear, but they actually are a person who examines the law. They take God's word and they remain in it as a doer. They don't forget the word, but they act upon it and apply it to their life. And that word that's used there is intently. And it reminds me not just of intently, but intensely and intentionally. So the call here for us is that we examine ourselves in the mirror, not just a reflection or not just a bathroom mirror, but we examine ourselves in the mirror of God's word because in its most shallow sense, us looking at ourselves in a natural mirror, we are missing what it is that we can see through God's mirror. And so when we are looking at a reflection of our true character, we've got to make sure that we are intent on seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. Now, last week, we got some affirmations. Last week, we started in this vein where we are beginning to declare the word of the Lord over our lives. Today, as we talk about godly esteem, we've got to put away what we've known as natural self-esteem. Spirituality and identity really go hand in hand. Scripture and identity really go hand in hand. To look at the scripture and to read the scripture and all of its promises and all of its declaration about you, close your Bible and walk away is the person that we're talking about. That's the here in verse 23 and 24. However, a person who studies the scripture, applies the scripture, changes even their identity and what they see based on the scripture. Now you're delving into being not just a hearer, but a doer of the word because it's being done in the transformation of your mind. It's being done in the changing of your identity on how you see yourself. This is the godly esteem that we can use to build ourselves up and even to build others up on a daily basis. When we look at this mirror and we take the time really to observe our reflection um, and we focus on this idea of not just uh, seeing, but hearing and the next step is responding. I have a confession. My confession is I love the message translation. I know, I know. Some people are like the message translation is a mess. I know, that's why I like it. So <laughs> we are one version of the scripture. But this is the messages version of the scripture. James 1 and 23. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, is not distracted or scatterbrained, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and get this, an affirmation in the action. How much have we seen this in 2020? We entered 2020 
full of life, full of hope, full of promise. We'd heard years, some of us, others, months of affirmations, words of the Lord, scripture. And then we were faced with the challenge of actually having to apply those things to our lives. And many people forgot who they were. We'd looked in the mirror. We'd done years, months of looking in the mirror. And when faced with that identity of whose we are, who we are, people were utterly confused and found themselves in the midst of our identity crisis. But one thing is for sure, godly esteem is a stabilizer. His word that's covering us, his word that's spoken into us does not change. Godly esteem is the great stabilizer that we need. We will always find affirmation in who God says that we are. And so it's extremely important that you see yourself the way that God sees you. There is affirmation in the action. So you're a hearer and then you act on what it is that you hear. You do what it is that you're hearing. And so now I walk out the scripture. I become the scripture. I become who he said I am. I become what he said I am. I become the attributes that I heard once. I now have it in action. And these are my daily affirmations of becoming. So my question to you is what mirror are you looking into each day? But here's a more important question. After you look in that mirror, what are you walking away from? Are you reading the devotional and then walking away from everything that you read? Are you hearing the messages and then walking away from everything that you heard? Have you been disqualifying yourself from the godly esteem and from the way that he sees you? What are you doing with that mirror? It's that word in action that really has the opportunity to change our identity and really switch our mindset. Guys, this is not building yourself up and boasting and being prideful in who you are. Here's the truth. You are flawed. The truth is that there are tons of things wrong with you. And when you start getting on yourself and talking about all the things that you do wrong, when I do the same thing to myself and talk about all the things that I am not, I am correct. It is true. But the reality is that no matter what I believe about myself, it cannot, I cannot allow it to trump what God believes about me. So I get to adopt what he sees. I get to become what he sees and I get to divorce. I need to actually walk through the scripture that says that old things are passing away and allow for these things to become new. You have the right to recognize your flaws, but you have the choice to see yourself the way that God sees you. It is a phenomenal experience to be loved unconditionally by the one who knows everything about you. Imagine the work that it took to make it through middle school. Imagine the work that it took to make it through life this far and really try to put your best foot forward. People say first impressions are everything. And think about how hard you've worked to present yourself 
as a professional or to present yourself as a woman or to present yourself as a man, to present yourself as a competent mom. All that work that you've done to present yourself in a certain way, God knows everything that you chose not to present. He knows your thoughts. He knows your ways. He knows everything about you. And his choice is to still stick with his declaration. His choice is to still stick with his plan for your future. His choice is to still believe that you are the manifestation of his promise walking right here in the earth. His choice is to say that you are still my beloved. You are still my plan. You are still the work of my hands and you are still marvelous in my eyes. What an unconditional love that we have in knowing that with all of our flaws, we are still his chosen people. We are still his chosen generation and not because he doesn't know. Do you know that there are people in your life who literally have decided to love the parts of you that you've shown them? And as much as we don't want to believe it, if they saw all the pieces, they'd have some questions. If they saw all the pieces, they'd have some doubts. If they saw all the pieces, they might wrestle a little bit <laughs> with how much they could love you. But God knows all of those pieces and it's never been a wrestle for him. And it's that confidence that we can walk in it's that confidence that makes us know that it's godly esteem that we need and not this self-love. Self-love as a term has become more of a priority even in the lives of believers. There's shirts about self-love, articles about self-love, love yourself, self-love is the best love and all of these different things. And it's a very um, narrow view of how we can build our steam up by loving ourselves, by intrinsically internalizing all of the things that we love about ourselves. List your characteristics, list what you love about yourself. I listened to the radio the other day and um, the host asked for people to, I don't know if they're emailing or texting, I'm not sure how the information was coming in, um, but they asked for people to share why they love themselves. And one person wrote in, I love everything about myself. Um, people were naming different characteristics. And at the end of the day, self-love is rooted in yourself. Self-love is the basis of your own humanity, the basis of your own stability and your own circumstances. The problem with that is that Self-love ends, self-love begins in your own power. Godly esteem is so much greater, so much more powerful because it begins and ends with the one who created you. You as the created one cannot create a universe that is greater than what the creator has created. So when we rely on self-love, we're only tapping into the very smallest portion of what God has for us and what God says about us. 
So self-love has to be something that we even deny and lean into what God has for us. And so when we think of this, loving ourselves more is not the goal. Loving yourself more can't be where you want to go. Why? Because your love has limits. Your love is based on what you've experienced thus far. However, when we lean into the love that God has for us and we love through how God loves us, his love is infinite. His love is transformational. His love knows no end. His love is the beginning, the end, and everything around it. And so self-love is like a cheap knockoff of knowing ourselves in God's love. We discover our worth through God's love. And we begin to see why he created us, what he said about us, who we are, how he sees us. We are his children. We are valued by him. We are precious to him. We were bought with a price. He is um, the one in which we were called to glorify. And that is why we exist. And that is why we have our being. And if we spend time reading about how much he values us, we find such great hope in that value. So that on those bad days, and those bad days will come when it's hard to see ourselves as anything like what he calls us because our self-esteem will go through ups and downs. What we believe are about, our, about ourselves, it changes from day to day. It changes from season to season, but your value does not change. God sets your value and your value has been established. Now, whether you see that value today or not, whether you see that value tomorrow or not, that is based on your circumstances and how much you've rehearsed the word. Your God esteem is rooted in Christ and you cannot increase it and you cannot decrease it, but you can fall into this idea of worldly self-esteem, which sets you on that roller coaster of going up and down. God's giving you the power to see yourself the way that he sees you. Don't give up that power. Don't forfeit that power because it was given to you. Don't diminish that power into what you can um, set in the confines of your own mind. Allow that power to grow and be just as infinite as his love is for you. Worldly self-esteem, it has its highs and it has its lows. If it gets too high, your worldly self-esteem, then you're prideful, you're boastful, uh, you judge others. If it gets too low, you judge yourself. You think of yourself as worthless. You do, um, you have developed bad habits around yourself. But God esteem is the great equalizer. It is perfectly balanced because God esteem can't get too high because you know where it comes from and you know who holds that power. In God esteem, it can't get too low because how could it be low? He sacrificed his only son for you and thousands of years in, in advance while you were smaller than what could even be seen on an ultrasound. He determined his plan for you. And so it is the amazing gift of seeing through the lens that God sees us through. One of the things that 
I absolutely am or was not, but probably am becoming is a texter. And one of the things I absolutely hate about texting is um, this autocorrect. Like it's just, it's freaking annoying to me. And you're typing and, and then the phone thinks that it knows better than you. So the phone starts to override what you're typing. And then you get frustrated because you're like, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is X, Y, Z. And the phone is overriding it. God's word is that autocorrect. God's word knows before you. God's no words. God's word knows above you. And even though we get in this thing with the phone, with his word, it is really always right. It is really that when you see things through a certain lens, it is really when you consider that things are a certain way, when you see yourself in a certain light, God's word will autocorrect you and stabilize you and set you back on the track where you need to be. Once we rehearse his word, hide his word in our heart, and refuse to see ourselves outside of anything other than the way that he sees us, that's when we know that our God esteem has gotten to the point where it is absolute. Circumstances will try to trick you into something else, but God esteem is absolute. So I ask you again, what mirror are you looking into? Is it the mirror in your bathroom? Is it the mirror on your closet? Is it the mirror of the world? Or is it the mirror of the word? When the word shows you your gifts, you don't disdain those gifts, you use them. When the word shows you what you're doing wrong, you don't get down on yourself, but you take it, you recognize it, and you change it. When it shows you, the word shows you how you can live in power in Christ, you take ownership of that power and you live in that power. The word should be a tool for you to use to examine your life, but it is not a tool that causes us to come down on ourselves, but it is a tool that we can step upon, line upon line, precept upon precept, and grow and expand into the exact vision of what God sees for us. Godly esteem is our gift. You cannot possibly examine yourself in the word of God and not respond. There's affirmation in the action. We can't be hearers and not doers. It takes both of them together. Let your time of devotion, let your time of being with God, let your time of worship, let your time of I'm at home, let your time of listening to messages, let it be something that catapults you into the next step and not just be a hearer and then walk away from that beautiful mirror and forget the image that you saw in that mirror. You are literally the apple of his eye. You are literally exactly what God destined for you to be. And it's there that we become those individuals who are built up in godly esteem. Here's what I want for you all to do. We've spent some time together in the word. And now I want for you to be that person that stands in the gap for somebody else. I want you to consider someone that you know that does not quite have a grasp on exactly who they are in God. I know you're saying that person is me. <laughs> 
somebody's going to stand in the gap for you. Today, you're going to stand in the gap for someone else. And as you do that, I believe that God's going to take your intercession and he's going to do it for that person and he's going to do it for you at the same time. So get that person in your mind and we're going to pray for them. You're going to pray for them as I pray for you. God, we thank you for all of the promises of your word. And we thank you that you have a plan for us. God, we thank you for self-love, but we know that there is a greater love than just loving oneself. And that is the love that you have bestowed on us. And so now we get in our mind, that brother, we get in our, our mind, that sister, we get in our mind, that relative, we get in our mind, that coworker, we get in our minds, all of these individuals that we know are literally living beneath who it is that you have called them to be. And they may not be a sinner and they may not be far away from you. But one thing's for sure is they've looked in the mirror and they've walked away and forgotten the image that's in the mirror. God, we pray revelation for them. We pray that you begin to visit these individuals in their devotional life. I pray that you begin to give them all of the knowledge and all of the wisdom and all of the clarity that they need on who you've called them to be. Today is the day that they walk in who you said they are. Today is the day that we get off the roller coaster of self-esteem and self-love and all of these humanistic things that we can only control in ourselves. Today is the day that we lose control and we find our full identity in you. Today's the day where we begin the journey of godly esteem. And we thank you so much. We praise you. Would you just begin to open up your mouth and just praise God? Just tell him, thank you. I know you're in your home. I know you're in your car. I know you're at the beach, but I want you to just begin to tell him, thank you. Thank you, God. We love you. We bless you. We adore you, God. We think that you are absolutely amazing. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this revelation. Thank you for loving us so well. Here's what I want you to do. Continue to speak those words of affirmation and Continue to pour out your love on the Father. Open up your mouth and declare who he is right there in your space. Allow him to shift the atmosphere of even what is happening in whatever space that you're in. Come on and open up your mouth and bless your God. Come on and lean in. He's leaning to you. He's affirmed you this morning. Would you affirm him back? God, you are a deliverer. You are our healer. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. Continue right there in that vein as we begin to enter into a time of worship. Join our worship team and lift up your hands and open up your mouth and give glory to the King of Kings. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.